You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. There's no reason to become alarmed, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your flight. By the way, is there anyone on board who knows how to fly a plane? Welcome to Avoiding Real Estate Turbulence Podcast. This is your pilot, John Lafferty, with Century 21 Town and & Country. And co-pilot, Tony Abate, with Ross Mortgage. And we are your real estate pilots. Our job is to be a real estate advocate and also make sure you're educated about the buying and selling process. We'll keep you informed throughout until we get you safely closed. In a real estate transaction, there are many reasons why you can encounter turbulence. Today, we're going to talk about an old friend who hasn't been around much in the last four or five years. Welcome back, Contingent Offers. Yeah, they are back in the fray, aren't they? Yeah. They are. So if you've thought about moving up or downsizing in the last several years, you probably haven't been looking if you had to sell your home in order to purchase because Contingent Offers were just getting kicked out and were losing. There was just uh, really no chance for them in a competitive market that we've had the last four or five years. Yeah, not really a bad thing, I don't think, is it? I mean, wouldn't you say, John, that's more indicative of, of a somewhat more balanced market instead of one where the, the needle was tilted so heavily in favor of the seller? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're heading back towards more of a balanced market. Obviously, um, the entry-level market is still really, really competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, uh, the move-up market or downsize market is – more balance now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, of course, the entry folks won't uh, – they wouldn't have an opportunity for contingent anyway, or I don't think they would. But um, but this is a good thing, and it, but it, re- it requires some strategy, doesn't it? It requires a different approach for a, for a potential home buyer and a home seller uh, to look at, right? Yeah, it really requires uh, some different approaches. And um, really and truly, there's no <laughs> – there's really no set – um, set of circumstances that one can follow mm-hmm. um, or steps that you can follow with each transaction. Circumstances are different and you have to take that into account if you're representing the potential buyer uh, with a home to sell or you're representing the seller who's receiving a contingent offer. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a good point. They all have their own pulse and, and uh, lifespan and so on. Um, so, uh, John, let's back up just a bit. Um, you're the real estate pro here to explain what, when we're talking contingent offer, what exactly do we mean? So when we're talking a contingent offer, we're basically saying that a buyer has to sell their home in order to purchase. And that home may or may not be listed currently. Their current home. Okay. Their current home right. may or may not be listed. Yeah. So it is contingent on the sale of that home, close, successful closing mm-hmm. uh, for them to be able to purchase the next home. Yeah. Okay. So they kind of get the best of both worlds. Is that safe to say they can they can come to terms with a seller? Uh, they can they can somewhat lock down a property uh, and and put some things into motion. But there's a there's a big asterisk. There's a big caveat, right? Yeah, they got to get that house sold. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And some some look at it as uh, a contingent offer as a right of first refusal mm-hmm. for for that buyer. But uh, but typically. What we see attached with a contingent offer is a what we call a seventy two slash forty eight hour contingency. Mm-hmm. Now that's negotiable, right? Okay. That time frame is negotiable. It's not set in stone that it has to be a seventy two hour or forty eight hour. It's it's negotiable. It's whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, and so, you know, you and I were talking beforehand. We were talking about uh, a couple different circumstances. Mm-hmm. So you have. 
you have current homeowners out there who have to sell their home in order to buy and not really looking to move maybe or haven't been looking to move mm -hmm. and find that home. Oh, my God, there is the home that we – it's the perfect home for us. We have to have it. Yeah. And, but we haven't even prepared to sell. So now it's scramble, rush to get the home on the market to be able to purchase the one that they're really yeah. interested in. Um, and that can be – a really scattershot and complicated process. Yeah. Um, it's it's really difficult in those circumstances to approach a seller with an offer and ask them to wait a week, two weeks, sometimes more, to be able to get their home ready and, and on the market. So it, it becomes a challenge in that regard. And And what I would say to those out there listening who have kind of been off the fence for a while and uh, are maybe starting to hear that contingent offers are being accepted again right. and maybe we should start thinking about looking again and looking out there knowing that there's a chance our offer could get accepted. Sure. So yeah. there are steps to take in order to be prepared so when you start looking, your house is pretty much ready to go. There's just a few things that need to get done in order to get it listed. Um, yeah. and, and so uh, it's important to to approach it from that mindset, I feel, than the other way. Yeah, that's a good point. So, you know, we're talking about the strategy that the seller who's going to turn into a buyer uh, needs to be thinking about. And I and I always kind of look at it, John, in, in, in two categories or two flavors. You have that seller who is going to write a contingent offer on a new home and it is contingent upon the sale and closing of their current home. And then and then you've got maybe the next step, which is the seller who is going to write that contingent offer on the new home, but their home is already sold and it hasn't closed. Uh, so still contingent because it's never over till it's over, right? But that second category, that, that's, a, that's a far more palatable offer. Uh, I think you would agree. But then it's sure. also, you know, it's also a, a little more trickier to coordinate because you've got to operate within that window between the sale and the closing. Right? Well, and it's a great point to bring up because you just brought up what most sellers are fearful of. Sure. I put my house on the market. It sells. Now I have to scramble to try and find another home. Yeah. And what's what's a seller's biggest fear who, who's been holding off and listing their home? What if I don't find the home sure. I love, I fall in love with, that I want to live in? What, do mm -hmm. I, what if I have to settle? Right. So that's why you've had a lot of sellers sitting on the sideline. I don't want to settle. I don't want to settle in the next home that I'm going to buy if I'm moving up. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to settle for something that's less than what I wanted, yeah. but I have to because of my house sold in two weeks. Or the couple that's in this big empty house mm -hmm. and they're looking to downsize. Same deal. What if I put my house up and it sells and now we've got to try and scramble to find a smaller home sure. while they're not really finding many smaller homes that are at a good price. So what do they find? Well, I might as well just stay where I'm at because even though right. this is a bit more house than what I need, I'm not seeing anything to downsize to that I like. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. And it's, it's a difficult thing to compromise on. I mean, this is, this is a person's home. And at the end of the day, you know, these are folks that uh, can't be homeless but they don't really want to own two homes either. So it's some balance. I, I think, John, that, that, you know, probably one of the things that you do, tell me if I'm wrong, is I, I think the data 
that surrounds uh, that home that is going to be put up for sale is really, really important. Are we talking about a home style and a price in a neighborhood where things where these homes are selling in days and weeks, or is this a home? Maybe it's a little bit unique. Uh, maybe it's in a in a market that is not quite as robust, and you need a longer runway to get that home sold. I mean, that all comes into play. I'm guessing with the discussion, it, it all comes into play. And let's add into that. If if you need to sell your home in order to buy, well, Zillow may tell you one thing, <laughs> but yeah. having uh, an experienced realtor who knows the market actually come out and give you an idea of a value range, mm-hmm. you now have an idea of how much equity you have in the house, what yeah. you can pull. Now you can have a conversation with your lender and figure out, okay, this is what it looks like I'm going to get out of the house. Um, roughly. So, hey, Mr. Lender, what kind of financing do I qualify for? What price ranges am I looking at? Am I in the ballpark or am I overestimating what my purchasing power is? Yeah, that's a good point. And I guess I'd I'd put a footnote in here. Uh, You know, there's going to be a subset of of sellers uh, that don't have to sell, but they can buy that new home. They don't have to make that contingent offer. But in doing so, the down payment that we that they would make is much smaller because they don't have that equity out of their home. This might be a whole other show, but there's some strategies as to uh, how you can right-size that new mortgage if you get your equity out of your current home after you've purchased the new home. So it's all it's all manageable stuff, but those folks are in a great place because they've got some options sure. they can perform beforehand. But uh you know, managing that contingent aspect of the of the sell and then buy, um you know, it it, it takes some strategy. I, I think it takes it takes a, a important to have a good realtor because I think layered in that is what um an in-depth conversation between the realtor that is representing the seller uh, and the realtor that is representing the home that that seller is going to buy. You need to have some understanding as to, well, hey, here's where they're at. Here's what they can do. Uh, here's how long I expect to get them to closing. Um, and that, that's probably a make or break, I would think. That's probably the most important conversation mm-hmm. is between the buyer agent and the listing agent. Yeah. And how well did that, how well does that buyer agent know that buyer's circumstances mm-hmm. and the house that they're going to be listing yeah. if it's not already listed. Um, so, it, you know, when you're, when you're coming from a, a perspective of knowledge and, um, you know, having sat down with that, that potential buyer at their house, gone through their house with them, um, made suggestions for upgrades or repairs mm-hmm. uh, ahead of time before listing, um, and um, price range, all of that stuff is important. And if the seller listens to you, buyer, seller, mm-hmm. listens uh, to your suggestions and does most of those things, uh, because depending on the market you are in, that may be an important um, you know, important factor of selling that house quickly. And let's yeah. be honest, if you get an offer accepted and it's contingent, you want that house to be able to sell quickly. Sure. Now, obviously, you don't want to give away the house. Mm-hmm. You want to price it competitively. But the less objections that you can remove from a potential buyer looking at looking at that contingent home, mm-hmm. um, the better you are and the quicker it'll sell. And also, you may have – and this is a conversation. If if you're thinking about buying and you need to sell your home to buy, this is a conversation you should really be having 
in advance yeah. of starting to look. Mm-hmm. You should be having this conversation a month out, three months out, six months out, a year out, because there may be things that I, as a realtor, am going to recommend to you that may take you a little while to accomplish or do um, due to affordability or whatever. Sure. And and again, um, I, as a realtor, can't make you do those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can only suggest. And so you may need time to be able to do those things. As a potential buyer, one of the things that we have to also consider is time frame. So yeah. if if we're sitting down in July because you're thinking about purchasing a house uh, and you're going to start looking, you're going to v- step back into that as an active buyer mm-hmm. looking, but we're going to wait to list your house till you find it. You may not find that house until January, February. Right. So right. one of the things strategically that we can talk about is maybe you're on a nice lot and you have excellent curb appeal and mm-hmm. with all the flowers and the plants and everything in bloom, it, it looks phenomenal. The yard looks great. So maybe we talk about doing those exterior photos in advance. Mm, sure. And then we wait on the interior photos because you're going to be doing some improvements or upgrades or replacements, whatever it may be. So right. we strategically take care of that um, and, and have that all in place. So when we do find the home that you want to write an offer on, the only thing we have to do is write up the agreement. I already have the pictures. Right, I already right. have the listing agreement in place. All we got to do is date it. Mm-hmm. We already have the price and terms. So I can send that over with the offer to show them that, hey, we're ready to go. We're ready to rock and roll. Here are the pictures of what it looks like. Here is the price range. And if that listing agent is worth his salt, his or her salt, what they'll do is, okay, look at the property, look at the area, do a do a market analysis on price, what's sold in there, how quickly they're selling, to be able to inform the seller, this is a good offer, this house should sell quickly based yeah. on what they're giving me, or Houses in this price range aren't selling right away, and the way they've got it priced, this thing's going to sit. It looks like it's going to sit for at Excellent least two point. or three weeks. Um, so, Mr. Seller, what do you want to do? We can accept it, but we'll accept it with the the typical caveats, right? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, yeah, great points. So, you know, a couple a couple takeaways that I have is that uh, uh, you know when if if a seller is thinking of buying even just just kicking it around having an inkling maybe we'll do this the opportunity arises the first thing is get that phone call into the realtor and have a conversation um the more facts that a seller can gather uh the more prepared the pre- pre- <laughs> prepared they are the easier it is to pull that trigger and make the decision when the time comes and and layered in with that is is that preparation you know if you just think it might happen you just don't know uh, it, you know, gather those facts, uh, get that house ready. Uh, cause I, the one thing that I can see from the lender perspective is, uh, for both buyers and sellers, the timing is never dead on what they expect it to be or, or what they'd like it to be. The transactions happen when they happen. They find that perfect home when it comes on the market. Uh, the, the buyer that wants to buy their home appears when they appear. So you just got to kind of be ready, uh, for whatever might happen from a timing standpoint. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and that's and that's part of the process of getting prepared is mm-hmm. to just have everything ready, yeah. so that all you have to do is pull the trigger. and And part of that conversation is getting in touch with their lender to start that conversation of okay, this is what we're looking to do based on what our realtor told us. This is kind of the value range of what we could expect to sell the home at. Mm-hmm. 
This is how much we owe. And this is a conversation that they have with you right. to figure out where they qualify. Yeah. Yeah. Good point, John. You know, we both strongly advocate having these conversations well in advance instead of in the 11th hour because uh, it all dovetails into one another. You know, if you, if you, if a seller has that conversation with you of, hey, here's what you can expect for a selling price. Here's what your mortgage amount is. Uh, that's information that I need, you know, based on what they're going to net from the sale of that home. Now we can start putting puzzle pieces together for the purchase. And uh, when yep. we can arm that seller properly, uh, it just makes it so much easier for them to make the the decision uh, about purchasing, uh, no murkiness, no uncertainty about what the numbers are going to look like, et cetera. Yeah. And, and uh, why is it also important for you to have that information handy? Because who's going to call you? Yeah. The next agent down the line. How, how prepared is this? What is now a purchaser? Uh, how prepared are they to react on the home that they're going to purchase? That listing agent wants to know they're going to have the same conversation with their seller, right? That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's dominoes uh, falling down the falling down the aisle there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so you can see just by looking at this from the outside in that there are a lot of dominoes in place, and there's a lot of opportunity for turbulence to to happen <laughs> in there. Yeah. There's inspections on both homes. There's appraisals on both homes. There's loans that have to get approved on both homes. There's, uh, you know, getting to the closing table, arranging closing, especially if, you know, they need those proceeds to purchase uh, from the sale of their home. We've, that's got to be coordinated. Mm -hmm. There's title insurance that has to be, uh, commitment for title insurance that has to be issued and what exemptions or, uh, things that need to get taken care of prior to. Mm -hmm. So there's a, there's a lot of things that go into, a contingent offer, things yeah. that have to line up. And the opportunity for turbulence in there is really tremendous. It, it really is. Yeah. We have a lot of conversations both uh, between realtor and lender and, and and lender and buyer and realtor and buyer and realtor and seller. It's It takes a lot of coordination. But I think the important thing to draw from the conversation is that uh, the market's uh, the market's view on a contingent offer now uh, is much more palatable than it was six, nine, 12 months ago. And, you know, the message that we were talking about before we started the show was, you know, hey, if you're, a, if you're a seller that just felt like, you know, goodness, I, I'm not even going to give this a run because I have to sell my home. And that might have been a fair conclusion 12 months ago. It's a whole nother world right now. And they should be having that conversation because they might, they might be able to get that home they're looking for, even though it involves a contingent offer. Hundred yeah. percent, yeah. I, I've definitely seen a shift in the last yeah. uh, last eight to ten months mm-hmm. with contingent offers. Yeah. Um, you know, like I like we said at the outset, uh, four or five years ago, in the last four or five years, really, forget it. You're mm-hmm. dead in the water. You might as well look at only houses that are fixers or need updates sure. or something, because something that's nice and and updated. You don't have a shot at, but that's changed. Right. You, you actually have an opportunity to 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 get those homes. Yeah. That goes back to what you were saying about the forced compromise. If if that you know again a year ago, if that uh, seller who was going to be a buyer and all they could look at were the were the rough properties, that's a compromise unless that's specifically what they were looking for. So much healthier market, I think, that we're in right now. Uh, agreed, agreed, mm-hmm. and uh, and so um, it, it there's a lot of opportunity out there for people that have taken themselves out of the market for several years. And so the hope is, and and you can kind of see, uh, you know, looking at this from 10 miles up, that what should follow 
is more of a balanced market yeah. of homes and people looking for them because those people that have been on the sidelines for the last several years, mm -hmm. if they see opportunity for themselves to move up and on, well, then what is that going to do? It's going to free up ideally more first-time homes yeah. in that price range for first-time buyers. Mm -hmm. So the hope is that that will cool that market because we're still – it's a tough market in that first-time right. – in that uh, you know entry-level home market. It's mm -hmm. tough out there. It is. Brutal. It is. Yeah, yeah. So I think another message is you know for those home sellers that have been idle – uh, because of uh, you know discouraging things in the past about you know I just can't move until I get this home sold and so on. We want to hear from them. You know the market needs more listings, and these are people that can accomplish their goals now, where maybe they couldn't do so again six, twelve, eighteen months ago because of the tightness of the market. So uh, yeah, give John a call, get that house on the market, and uh, and let's have a conversation. Well, and let me just circle back to I, um, you know, I was talking about. Uh, sitting down with your realtor and and going through repairs and updates mm -hmm. uh, and suggestions, um, I I also want to make sure that just because there's suggestions to do these things, you don't have to. Um, if that house is in a market where as is uh, maybe a little dated mm -hmm. uh, is still selling then you may not need to do anything. Yeah. So it's still a conversation to have with, with your realtor in that regard. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things, uh, I'm just going to switch uh, switch sides here and put my seller hat, my selling agent, listing agent hat on um, with contingent offers. So just to give you a perspective from the other side, if you're a, if you're a buyer who needs to sell their home uh, on a contingent offer, uh, what is the listing agent thinking? What is the listing agent advising his sellers uh, with a contingent offer? So several things really. Number one is we look at the price, mm -hmm. right? Sure. Is it competitive? Is it close to list price? Um, it, I as a listing agent, I pretty much know the price range that that home should sell in. Mm -hmm. And I'll know if the home is overpriced. I'll know what kind of showings we've had. I'll know um, feedback. So I'll be able to advise the seller, this is a good offer. Uh, we should really consider it. Um, I've looked at the home that they're going to be selling. Homes in that area typically sell in this mm -hmm. amount of time. Based on the photos that they've provided to me, the home looks like it's in good shape. Uh, it may not be fully updated, but it should sell in a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, you know we'll have an addendum that it's a 72 or 48 hour contingency. If you feel more comfortable with 24 hours, if we get another offer, we can still market your home. We can still sell your home to somebody mm -hmm. else. And we give them the opportunity to either remove the contingency or we accept the other offer. So in that regard, Mr. Seller, there's not a lot to lose. As long as you're happy with the price and the terms, mm -hmm. based on what I'm seeing and the conversation I had with their lender, yeah. we're actually, we're in a pretty good spot here. It's a good point, yeah, because they could they could invoke that uh, seventy two hour strategy if they wanted to as a seller and say, "Hey, Mister Buyer, I like your offer. I get it. You have to sell your home. I need to keep the door open." Uh, and then, from a seller's perspective, they kind of do get the best of both worlds. They can continue to market their home, um, and and it's important for the buyer to understand that too. You know, and and that's uh, that's not an unfair 
request on behalf of the seller. It's like, thank you, Mr. Buyer. I like your offer, uh, but I have to keep the door open because I don't have an end date for your uh, for your offer because your home has to sell. It is one of the strategies that might have to play. Uh, if I'm a buyer and I have to sell my home and therefore I'm making a contingent offer, I probably have to make my offer look maybe a little more attractive uh, as opposed to maybe that cash buyer who can perform within a couple days. Is that so? In other words, I can't write an offer and also beat up the seller on cost and and or price, I should say, and ask for closing costs be paid and ask for the moon and sun because it's just not going to position the offer. This is more your ball and bat than mine, but from a from a consumer <laughs> standpoint, that's what I can see. Well, let's 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 think about that, right? So, and I see this, and and nothing upsets a a seller more mm-hmm. than to receive an offer that's a low offer. Right, sure. and it's contingent on the sale of their home, mm-hmm. and then I, as the listing agent, go in and and say, okay, so this is what they're going to list their house for. I do a market analysis for that house and say they're pricing this house twenty five, thirty grand above <laughs> yeah. everything else. So they want to buy low and try and sell high. Yeah, yeah thanks, but no thanks. Right. They're just wasting time. Yeah, yeah, they're just yeah. So mm-hmm. it it has to be a legit offer. It has to be realistic. And you know, one of the caveats that I always encourage the sellers to uh, to counter with is. Maybe we should think about putting in here if they don't have it in there already. We want to see that purchase offer when you get it. So Good even point. though you're going to remove the contingency once you once you receive an offer, yeah. that contingency is going to be removed. I want to see the purchase agreement, and I want to see that buyer's pre-approval. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you and if you refuse to make that available to us, well, then we'll strongly reconsider uh, accepting your offer in that regard. That's a good point. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's not being strong arm and it's not being nosy. That's just transaction management. And, and again, I think, I think the whole idea of if I'm that buyer making the contingent offer, um, uh, if I make my offer, uh, at a really attractive offer price, you know, that the listener is looking for, then I think that sets the mindset for the seller to say, yeah, I just as soon take your offer. It's really kind of what I, what I want to, to accept. So I'm going to keep you on the table here, but I do have to keep the door open. Um, and that, that's now, now that contingent buyer has, has maybe a little bit stronger foot in the door uh, with that. Seller. Yeah, that's, that's true. And so let's, let's take the, let's take a, a, an opposite scenario where you have a house that's been on the market for 120 days, 150 days, mm-hmm. 200 days, whatever. It's been on for a while. And so at, at some point, the seller's just looking for an offer. So in steams this uh, contingent buyer and says, uh, oh, hey, so I'm going to give you this much. I'm going to give you 50 grand under. And the seller says, all right, uh, I'll take it. We got nothing else. Right. Um, so what is the list? What does a smart listing agent do? They go to the seller and say, okay, so you're going to accept this price. It's contingent on the sale of their home. Mm-hmm. Here's what I recommend we do. We drop the price to a little over that and see okay. if we can fish another buyer out and put some pressure on that buyer because they feel like they, they may feel like they're in the driver's yeah. seat. Yeah. Hey, we, we're, we're getting a great deal and the pressure's off on us because nobody's going to get it for the price we are. Well, if we drop the price to pretty darn close yeah. to what we accepted, which is our right to do, 
you're not going to be able to sit around and take your time and yeah. and, and roll in. No, no you, you, you got to get on the stick right. and move. That's a great strategy. Yeah, I like the sound of that. It, it does kind of turn the tables a little bit on a buyer who felt like they were in an opportunistic position. Right. Yeah, I like that, John. It's not yeah. your first rodeo, is it? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Been around a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So, uh, yeah, you made, you made some good points there. And, um, and uh, hopefully we've, there's, I mean, there's a lot more to cover, but hopefully we we've at least given, um, you know, people who own homes out there that have to sell to buy a little more comfort and a little more understanding of how the process can play out. Obviously, there's a there's a lot of different scenarios that can go many different ways, yeah. but uh, I, I think in general to have a, a a basic understanding of how that process works will. Uh, hopefully give them a little more comfort to maybe start wading back into the waters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so the end message, I think, is um, if you're a seller and you know that you have to sell your home in order to buy, don't fear the market right now. Have that conversation. Get those strategies and tools in place. And uh, you may be able to accomplish something now that you couldn't have accomplished a year ago. Exactly right. Yeah. Well put. All right. Well, hey, thanks for listening to Avoiding Real Estate Turbulence. If you would be so kind to subscribe, review, and rate, we would appreciate it. Please share with your friends, family, and coworkers that they too can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify.